Hey y'all, Macy here. <laughs> I've never had the mic to myself before, so this is a, a tremendous amount of power. Anyway, I'm coming at y'all with an exciting bit of news. We are rolling out another giveaway. Uh, we had a tremendous amount of fun with the first one. We love talking to you guys and just really getting to see the excitement of all of it and seeing our coven grow. We are floored every day by the fact that that's actually happening, but that's beside the point. This new item is one that I'm particularly very excited about. Uh, some of you might remember the episode we did over Salem and Clear Quartz. And uh, the book that I talked about on that episode was called American Witches, A Broomstick Tour Through Four Centuries, and it's by Susan Fair. Well, it turns out Susan Fair is a lovely, lovely, lovely lady, and she decided to offer to send us a signed copy to give away. And I'm very excited about this. I think this book is excellent, and I know that you guys will love it too. And you guys, you should have seen it. Susan is so cute. She sent us the box with the book in it, and it actually had three books in it because she signed a copy for Charlie and me because she's super sweet, but she filmed the box to the top with these like adorable Halloween spider rings and little plastic mice and put stickers on the side. Y'all, she's one of us. She's really great and you'll love this book. So anyway, we're going to be dropping this new giveaway on social media soon. So keep an eye out. It's going to be a good time. And uh, I guess uh, the only thing now to do is uh, start the show. Good morning, Macy. Good morning. We so rarely record in the Morning. Well, well, it's day now, yeah. but... I feel like we just said that about the spooky episode. You know, here's the thing. I really like recording in the day. I feel like I'm more focused when we record in the day. I feel like we get a more streamlined episode. We do, yeah. Not like that bullshit that came out last oh, week. Geez. You know what I think part of it was, and I don't know about you, but like, I, of course, I'm always happy to see you and record, Yeah, but I was really looking forward to... To your company and, like, the episode. I was just looking forward to it so much. Last, that was a good visit. We just kind of word vomited at each other nonstop. I hope it was one of those episodes that people say they like, like, it's just hanging out together. Yeah, yeah. You know, because we did talk about our topics and I felt like they were pretty solid and, like, I liked what we talked about. It just took an ass load of time to get to Because we kept going on these bullshit tangents. (laughs) Just, like, everywhere. But it was good. It was, I don't know, I... We needed that, I think. I felt good, yeah, just to kind of get it out a little bit. But I feel focused today. We've both mm. had very um, ritualistic morning. Some special stuff happened. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Some special time. Special time. <laughs> Last week, I-, I said that I was having a real disconnection problem. Yeah. You know? And uh, this morning, that kind of lifted for me. And I feel back. You What'd know? you do? What happened? Well, I uh, I want. I just kind of woke up mm. feeling feeling it a little bit, you know. And so I went outside. And it was still dark. I got up pretty early. Mm. The sun wasn't all the way up yet, and built a fire yeah. in the pit. Yeah, we've had fire time this morning. Oh, a lot good. of hours of it, and uh, I pretty much just I got all of my my resins out. Mm. I know we talked about it a lot, but that, and we talked about it especially last week a lot yeah. with your topic, but that effing dragon's blood. Oh my gosh. It's all so good. And so I really wanted to focus on bringing back that feeling that I haven't had mm-hmm. lately. It's like whatever it is that I'm connected to and communicating with, it has just, the communication has been shut off Yep, the past few weeks. And and I don't know why, and that terrifies me because I'm always like, what if I'm never going to get it back? What if it you never know? comes back? And it's so scary, and I'm sure that other people have been through that before. Mm-hmm. And so I I put together um, frankincense and myrrh, and I was... Classic. I and, and to, I did that because the two together are very good for restoration. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be restored, you know, back to how I usually feel, mm-hmm. especially in these woods and working with the earth and things like that. And I just haven't been. So I put it in my shell and it's those resins smoke up yeah. so much. And so good. This beautiful billowing thick cloud of white smoke. And I just completely smudged myself. Mm. I smudged the, like the decking where the fire was. And then I just, like, kept going, and I started feeling it more and more, and I did the entire house. Yeah. Like, I went through, and I completely blasted the entire house, and then just sat outside just buzzing with, like, the company again. 
that return that you get after like a feeling of disconnect, that return is so it to me, it never fails to feel like the first time. It, it's so powerful. Yes, I know. It's I know just exactly re- what you're saying. It, it, it's not dulled. It's not like, oh, here it is again. It's just like, it's back. It's back. And it is. It's just like this childlike wonder about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, mm-hmm. I love it so much. So I'm feeling very good Mm -hmm. very good today i'm very happy about it i am too just i think being in your presence like after you energetically like smoked up the the situation yeah like i feel just like being here in this energy of like restorative like because i'm already feeling good and we talked about yeah you're coming into your own here we kind of work in shifts we and we we've done this since the podcast began yeah. you're kind of light yeah you know and you love the heat in the I summer i am all about the the light half of the year and i'm like queen dark half and i want it cold and i love the winter and we're kind of opposites in that way so i feel like working together working yeah. in shifts i think we're gonna help pull each other too out exactly. of our because like it, it makes me i don't it makes me jealous so like when we were recording last week mm-hmm. and you were so like feeling it you know and I was just like god damn it Mm -hmm. what happened no I know know that I know that feeling because like uh, around the time of um like Litha and and stuff was when you were really like you were banging it out oh my gosh I was I felt like you were like a just ball of magic (laughs) you were growing out of the ground is what was happening oh my god you were made of the spirit and i was just so i I had that that, again that scary feeling of what if this never comes back what if this was just a couple of months of happiness you know and then it's and then it's like i get over it or something or i've become immune to it yeah and it's scary and you want it like you want it back i know uh so, But yeah. it's back, and it does come back. And if you're feeling that out there, I think that that's yeah. good to know. Well, and, and I, I mentioned this earlier. I think this morning I kind of sorted through what was happening, yeah. and I, I think I was mourning, you know? And, of course, it's Texas, and fall stays warm until, right. you know, end of November, Christmas, yeah. even. And then we get two months of kind of cold, and yeah. then it's back. But, but it's the fact that the, the green mm-hmm. leaves... And I get very depressed about that. And it, uh, looking into these woods when they're bare mm-hmm. is very, um, it's very chilling to me for some yeah. reason. I don't like I it, you know. It. And it's such a as above, so below kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's gonna happen. Things have to come in shifts and we have to evolve. The other yeah. day I, I drew um, the frog card out of my uh, Oracle deck and it was, I did my first intuitive reading where you don't like consult the book and you don't like, um, you don't take it word for word Mm. what they wrote down in the Mm -hmm. book. You just kind of sit and you listen to your intuition. I like that. Intuition. Sean Connery makes a return. And and I I just kept getting like the frog, like it adapts to its environment. Like it can be, it's amphibious and it can change. And like, I was just like, I have to adapt to the situation because I was feeling really down about just some like, crap in life you know I was just like oh things aren't perfect the way I want them and it was like this little slap in the face it was like yeah no but you got to get up and you got to go do it anyway yeah you make your own reality exactly and that has I I felt so great about that and I felt like it was so on the note even though like I was the one doing the reading I guess it has popped up so many times I'll have this pseudo negative thought or like oh I have to wait to do this until the timing is perfect and I'll be like no adapt adapt and I think it's all about Having to adapt to the situations that, you know, you just had to work through that. Uh, yeah, um, and I think that's what it was. And I, because it was just very beautiful. And I was sitting out in my hammock because I live in my hammock. Yeah, you like, do. Uh, that's why winter's also going to be difficult. Like, I'll have to be out there at a parka, just sitting in my hammock all grumpy. like <laughs> With a fire. Trying like, to will spring to come early. <laughs> See, to me, though, a hammock with, like, a sweater and a hot thing, a coffee, and yeah, a fire. Yeah, Good be nice. God. Because it is right by the fire pit on the deck. Oh, man. And so I had it that way this morning. I lit a fire because it was kind of cool this morning. It was mm-hmm. nice. And... I, uh, it was Texas cool. It was, yeah, it was Texas morning cool. And uh, cool enough for there to be not really that many mosquitoes. Yeah. And there were some. Just kind of laid out in the hammock for a while, and I started to just feel some magic happen, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't really know how or when it started, but I really, I started feeling it more and more, and then I got the resins out, and then yeah. the resins were like, oh, let me show you. It was like the final death punch to It your... was. It was just like knocked the wall down, <laughs> you know, and it just, it feels good. It feels great. When you lose this will, 
the magic. Yeah. It's the vicious cycle yeah. of, um, I don't feel the magic, so I'm not going to do these things that yeah. put me in that mindset exactly. to feel the magic. That's the thing. And like, um, I've noticed lately that in my own like self-consciousness of not being able to feel it, mm-hmm. I've been heavily focused on putting spells together for other people. Yeah. And I've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah. And I, it's working. I think that's okay, though, too. Yeah. And it's like, if maybe I can just, it's like, I can channel it, mm-hmm. but not for myself. Yeah. And, you know, and so I've been doing that a lot lately, and I'm really enjoying that. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. cultivating these rituals and these spells. And, yeah. But finally, it's like, I can feel it again, mm-hmm. personally, for my own personal enjoyment. I'm so glad. It's good to see you back. I feel good. Yeah, I feel like I can relax my yeah. shoulders, yeah. like, you know. and You've got a glow. Yeah, I feel... It's nice. Feels right. Feels good. Feels good. We're both in a good place right now. Yeah, this we is are. nice. It's very nice. I personally have been almost euphoric. You have, you have been, yeah. It, it's been... So great. There's great stuff happening in my personal life and there's great stuff happening in my spiritual life. Yeah. And like our coven's growing. I was gonna say our yeah. Our coven's growing fast. Really quickly. And um if you have written to us and we haven't gotten back to you, I'm so sorry. We're really trying. Yeah, we're still having to like figure like our scheduling out on like how fast this is growing and how much we need to do for it. Mm -hmm. And we will be having a giveaway soon. Yeah (laughs) We've got a we've got a special treat for you guys. We've talked about it. I am so excited about this. I really am if you listen to our the uh book reviews that we do yeah you remember our i think it was our first one uh cosmic serpent was first nope, I think. it was the second one yeah <laughs> um but it was uh american witches mm-hmm. and it's uh, a broomstick tour through four centuries yes ma'am and it's the one uh, i covered i don't remember what episode it was i don't remember either but a very it's such a fun book and it's from salem and crystal quartz that was the episode oh yeah okay yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it, it's really a blast. And I, I said it in the review, but she does find a way to, um, she adds a lighthearted, humorous element to a very hard topic to mm. do that with and maintains class. Yeah. It, it's very, it, she walked a very, very smart line. Yeah. And uh, you read it and it's because the humor comes from her sarcasm of just being like, because people were so fucking batshit at this time, <laughs> this made sense. And like, of course, she didn't say that, but it's like she has that tone to like the accusers and stuff, yes. just being like, because of course they did this, you know. And what the heck is a teat? Yeah, like yeah, and in italics, yeah. And what is a teat? <laughs> but anyway, so the author, her name is Susan Fair. She actually reached out to. She's a super sweet lady. Oh yeah, she's the best. She's so nice, and uh, she's offered to actually uh, supply the the book. That yeah, we're be yeah, away. and so, so thank you very very much for that. Yeah, and so that's what we're going to be giving away, and it's going to be a signed copy of the book. Mm. Um. Yeah, and I'm very excited, uh, not only because I think that she's so, so sweet for doing this, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm excited for whoever gets it, because it is a great read. You yeah. learn a lot, like you really do, and she covers perspectives that uh, you don't hear about in your basic education, Yeah, you know, and um, like, for instance, about the Mathers, Cotton and Increase Mathers, you know, these two... Increase fucking Cotton. These horrible, horrible characters that you just don't really hear much about, and they were like the puppet masters of the whole thing so you really you get a lot of information that's really cool and uh, also it pays respect to uh the witches before us who had to go through so much fucking bullshit so much bullshit yeah very excited about it so it's gonna be cool be watching out for it be looking out mace wad when we first started this podcast we were gonna have a segment where we introduced each other's nicknames oh yeah we never did that because we realized that we use a lot of nicknames for each other. Yeah. That you guys might not get. Um, some of them are pretty easy, like Mace, Avi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Mace, the standard. Mace Wad. Yeah, you, you made that one up. Don't know why. I don't know why. Mace Waker. Oh, yeah, probably because of it like, started with Mace Waker. Mace Waker. That's and my Mace D&D Wad. mage character, yeah, Mace, Mace Waker. She's a bad bitch. She is a, she is a magic-throwing son of a bitch. She is so good. Um, yeah, so that's like my three or four, however many that was. Scab toes. Scab toes. I forgot about that. I don't remember why you did that either. It was for an invitation. You don't have scabby toes. Yeah, I don't. 
I just, I was giving everyone nicknames on these It was like piratey names, wasn't it? Like you were trying to think of like pirate names or like. I have no, I don't even remember, but scab toast. And the thing is, Macy, I wrote like 14. Yeah, you told me you would like crumple them and throw them away and I'd be like, no, that's not right. I was like, Macy tap dance and Fraser, Macy rat tail Fraser. Like it was just gross, stupid, gross names. But uh, scab toast stuck. settled the scab toast. It stuck. Um, I forgot about that one. Yep, scab toes. Um, I have a couple for you. Yes. Uh, my favorite. Carlisle. <laughs> so when I was, shit, maybe like 11, yeah. Twilight came out. Because I read it pretty early because you read it pretty early mm-hmm. before it was like a big deal. Before it was a big we deal. We read it before mm-hmm. it was cool. Mm-hmm. And, um... But that's really true, because I remember, like, starting, like, freshman year of high school, and I saw everybody had a copy, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck is going yeah, that on? That black like, book with the red apple. Yeah, like, and it was the paperback. Everybody yeah. had it, you know? And if, you know what, it, we get it, Twilight, whatever, but it, it, was a, it was a big piece of history. It was, well, and it, I mean... For, Especially our age at that time. Yeah, it really was, and I mean, the books, I, I enjoyed thoroughly. I didn't like the movies. I thought they Here's were the fucking thing. lame. If you hate on Twilight, and you've only seen the movies... Yeah. You know what? That's one thing. I get it because the movies were not great. Yeah. But if you take the book at face value. Especially the first three books. Yes. The fourth one was too much. I don't know about that one. It's, it was weird. It was just not. It was it very was strange. Just, I hated it. I hated it. But if you take it for what it is at face value, it's a young adult novel. Nobody's saying it's literary greatness. It's yeah, a, exactly. It's a young adult novel. It plays into the emotions that young adults are feeling yes, at that time. Just so much Stupid emo drama. It was. It really was. But mm-hmm. God damn it if Edward wasn't sexy as hell. Oh boy. You know? So I can't I can't I'd so I mean it was. It was um <laughs> it was very formative. But anyway, so I was reading it pretty young. I was like ten or eleven years old. And for some reason my brain, because your name is spelled weird, yeah. not like normally for yeah. the name Charlie. And I would see Carlisle on the page and I would just like blend your name would just replace it for some reason. <laughs> like they looked like each other, but they don't at all. So anyway, like I just like started interchangeably using them and I'll just never greeted forget. her one day and just came in and I just went, Carlisle! I'll never forget it! Carlisle! What the fuck? And, yeah, I was feeling it. I think, yeah, I was probably about 11 years and old. And it stayed ever since. Yeah, so I still call you Carlisle. Mm. Or the weirdest one is Chalks to Position. There it is. And I, so my brain really works in a weird way meshing words it, together. it's a thing that i do and mm. i i do i like my brain will make just like malarkey clark's mm. name has turned into malarkey. malarkey it was clarky malarkey yeah it was clarky clarky and then like clarky, clarky malarkey. malarkey and now he's just malarkey. malarkey and so i would like chockster and then i would think of the word that sounded like juxtaposition so it just became Chocstaposition, and I call you that I love regularly. it. You always, that's your go-to nickname when you need me to, like, do something. Yeah, Chocstaposition! Chocstaposition, can you pass me that? Yeah. You know, or whatever. It is, it's like a code name. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes ma'am, I'm on duty. Uh, we have some really cool topics coming at you today. Yeah. I think we're both excited about them. I always get excited when Mace does a historical witch. Yeah, we're going to do another story time. Uh, another yes. historical story time. Witch! As you guys know, we like to end on a story time. Yeah. We figure, uh, we hear that a lot of people like to listen to us uh, as part of their nighttime routine. Or they just like to listen to us, period. (laughs) (laughs) So sass. So it could be like a little bedtime story. So before that, I'm going to talk at you. I'm going to be talking about something that uh, it's regarded as a little spooky. Spooky. Regarded as a little dangerous. Oh! A lot of people think that this is a huge, you have to be like a powerful wizard to deal with these. And uh, you don't. I'm talking about curses. Curses! (laughs) Now, in my research, I have found that there's a couple of different terms out there. There's curses, hexes, jinx. I like hex. Hex. Hex is my favorite. So that's what I was, I was actually intending on calling this episode like hex breaking. Okay. Because the idea of naming something hex breaker 
is like I'm obsessed with it. You need a weapon. Like, I'm going to name my my uh, get like my your besom. dagger. Oh, okay. My, I'm going to name my besom hexbreaker. Oh, lovely! Um, I like that a lot. I was thinking about that since I, I forgot to mention last time. One of the ways that you can personalize is to give it a name. A name. I like that. Make it almost like an entity. It, it it sounds like one of the swords, like in the Hobbit. Yeah, that's what know? I was thinking. I was thinking of like you know a what is it nozzle and like daybreaker. One yeah. of those got like a this name. Is sting. Um, yeah. We could go. You've on. seen it before. You've seen it. This before. is Sting. Release him, or I'll cut, cut your, your throat. throat. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's back, and we're back at it again. All with the right, LSU. and we're back in. <laughs> it's been a few episodes. I know it. So I was going to uh, call this hex breaking and talk about hexes and stuff, and there will be some articles out there. There, there's some thoughts out there that are going to like point to me having this totally backwards. So the majority of what I saw is what I'm going with. Okay. A curse is something that is is generally a little bit lighter. It's a little bit easier broken. Mm. Um, whereas a hex is something very specific. And See, I feel like that's how I, I felt like it, it was backwards. backwards. Yeah. yeah I felt like it was backwards, but this, so I'm just going on what I saw. There are people who think about it every, every which way. Okay. Um, so I don't want to like, argue semantics here so i'm just going with curse for like a lighter thing okay and hex is a very intentional thing and okay. I'll, I'll get on to that i'll get into that a little bit more um but i i've actually i've been a little bit cursed here oh. of, of recent you know in the way that um in the way that i read about it so there are differences between the curse and the hex and i want to kind of jump into those a little bit a curse macy mm. anyone can cast okay okay you don't need to be a magic practitioner you don't have to dabble in the occult to to send curses someone uh someone's way when you are thinking badly about someone or wishing bad on them or someone is doing this to you a curse is what happens when that energy oh is focused and it kind of manifests interesting right okay so you don't have to be a witch to cast this on somebody and it sounds like it almost might not even be intentional sometimes exactly you can do it on accident you don't need to sit down and like um i'm going to curse this object Curse is just mostly an accidental thing who can, it can be done by anyone. Uh, you can even do it to yourself. Oh, I bet you can. Yeah. Which Thinking is, negatively of yes, yourself. Which is exactly what I think I went through. And I had to kind of identify it. And along with the seasons changing and all the other crap we were talking about, um, I'll, I'll go into my personal stuff later, but I just think that I had very much done it to myself mm-hmm. and, um, I've I've kind of I've kind of broken it and it it feels good. I kind of feel like I that's what's happening to me. I'm coming it out of that. It might be because one of the symptoms is feeling very disconnected from this stuff. So, well, and what's interesting? So I you know I did the dragon's blood ink ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did it as well. Yes, and- I did. So that's when I started noticing this getting better. And uh, one of the things, Dragon's Blood, is the removal of stuff like that. Yeah, the clearing away. And I like to think that it kind of removed that curse, maybe. So when you were talking about Dragon's Blood last week, I I was knowing that I was going to have this topic and I was kind of getting it all down pat. And I just remember thinking, I was like, Dragon's Blood, it's going to be so fun to talk about next time because it's, it's such a powerful curse breaker. Yeah. Um... And and hexes as well. So hexes is kind of its own little thing. That is usually something that was done on purpose and also kind of requires a little bit of skill to do. So that's your traditional like sitting down, you're casting like bad luck on somebody. A hex is where you get together with your coven. You can even do it solo and you pick an individual or you pick a place or a thing and you do a ritual to give it bad energy basically or bad luck. But guys, the good news is breaking this stuff is not, it's not rocket science. Um, Usually in in like spooky movies and stuff, it's viewed as like you have to go out at the stroke of midnight. and find a practitioner who's strong enough to remove it. (laughs) Yes, they they have to be very skilled and you need to bring them a a baby cat. (laughs) What? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> to make a soup out of it. I like it's just, God damn. It's this usually very intense thing. Um, but it but it's really not. It's really not because 
it can be taken away as easily as it was put upon you, basically. Uh, recognizing it is the, is the hardest thing. Some of the symptoms that you can be showing if you are under the influence of a curse. Another thing, let me say, I'm not talking about hexes today. Okay. Because that does require more skill to uh, remove. And usually, if someone has, like, hexed you and they are intentionally trying to F your stuff up. All right. They will have put safeguards in place. You know, so they're like putting the energy out there of if they recognize this and it tries to come back to yeah. me, they'll be like, no, mirror that shit back. Granted, I do believe that what you put in, you get back threefold. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know? Like, you know, and there and there's a whole debate about cursing and hexing people and whether or not that's okay to do and whether or not that means it's evil or is it dark? Is it left hand I think it's, oh, here's what I think. Mm. I think it's opening a door to a kind of darkness and energy and power mm-hmm. that I don't want any part of. Right. You know, I mean, once you start kind of tearing out that little space in your practice to open that kind of, it's mm-hmm. a different energy entirely, you know, and that's nothing that I want to mess right. with. Right. Not to mention, I don't want to curse anyone. Yeah, I, I don't I don't dislike anyone enough, I think, to wish them massive amounts of harm like yeah. i i feel like i'm mature enough i guess to if there's somebody i don't want to deal with i'm just not going to deal with i would them. just rather not think about them yeah. Yeah, exactly you know i don't want to put that much i don't want them to have that much control in my life yeah the people that i don't like they they get to take up very little of my head space. yeah exactly um, me because i would consider myself somewhat of a gray witch i i i think morality has a lot to play yeah here. i'm not necessarily convinced that there is such a thing as good and as evil. I think it's how we view it. Yeah. Um, because it's all relative. And I mean, to an extent, don't get me wrong. I believe that there are evil people out there. Um, but I don't necessarily think if you wanted to do this kind of stuff, that it would make you like an evil person or it'd make you like a left-hand path, dark witch, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because sometimes you do have to do what you got to do. Um, and sometimes... You have to protect yourself and, and all of that stuff. Like, yeah, I believe in defensive, <laughs> defensive work, yes. but um, not actively harming is not. My I don't thing. know. Like, if I if I feel that there is something harmful, I will. You know, I agree with the defensive element, mm-hmm. but I don't want to start. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the one starting it. I'm yeah. not picking on anybody. Um, and I did see somebody out there say something that I, I really agree with. They were like, I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing to do i'm not judging anyone for doing it yada yada they were like i do think though that the more we kind of like what you said the more we open ourselves up and i don't think that the energy itself is is like negative i just think the more that we open our own minds and our own morality to doing bad things to other people it kind of taints the whole thing as a whole i think so too you know what i mean i do um but that is my personal belief. I'm also of the belief that if this is what you feel like you need to do, fucking do it. You know, everybody's a witch in their own way. Go go on. Let yeah. me put that disclaimer out there. But that being said, and as far as disclaimers go, I, we're not doctors. So if you are having any kind of strange health symptoms, because a lot of these places say, here's the symptoms of being cursed. And it's, or, it's like all medical stuff. Yeah. Like, are you having weird headaches and... Uh, you know, stuff like that. And even some of the ones I'm going to talk about, please, please, please rule out health conditions yeah, before yeah. before trying to jump into the med- All of that. Disclaimer, disclaimer. But the symptoms here, sudden mood swings, mood changes. You know, um, I'm not talking so severe as it's like, you know, those people who like that guy who got like a pole through his head. Oh, Phineas Gage. He li- yeah. Yes. And they said he just completely won a Yeah, he was very aggressive. And, and he was um, such a sweet dude before. Yeah, he completely changed his whole personality. Not necessarily that level. But if you are finding yourself like very irritable and you're kind of having these mood swings. And that was something that was going on with me. Um, if you're having notable changes in your sleep patterns, such as uh, you're beginning to talk more in your sleep. You're beginning to walk in your sleep. Um, or you have like fitfulness or nightmares, uh, if photos from your home, physical photos go missing. What? Yeah. That was an interesting, if you start noticing, uh, very dearly personal items or photos go missing from your home, where do they go? I don't know. And this is a very practical use and this is more along the lines of hexing, but it said if someone needed it to like 
as part of their ritual to hex you. Oh my god. That somebody would take these things and then that's like a sign like, oh shit, they stole from me. But Whoa. it's also, I know, it's also said that photos might disappear because they have such, in a lot of cultures, photos have are so directly connected to our spirits. Yes, yes. And uh, if something's kind of a little weird with our spirit, like these photos could just like go just somewhere. Go away. I don't oh, know where. Oh, how interesting. Um, or they might make themselves hidden to you. Like they might fall behind a, d- like you just can't find them. They Very go missing. interesting. Uh, and I thought that that was a very interesting one. Um, if you have house plants and they're generally kind of healthy and they start to get sick. Okay. I can see that. Because yeah. that energy is like clouding your house yeah. and they have to breathe this air in. Yeah. And that's what they're getting. And that's what they're getting. So they start to die off. If your pets also begin to act strangely, yeah, again, act take negatively. them. If they're acting negatively, if they're kind of seeing things cross the room more often. And then the last one, protective amulets or charms that you have yourself, like, put your energy into. Like, I have my little elephant necklace that I wear for travel. Um, If they go missing or if they break or something negative were to happen to them because they're working against this thing, they see, like, oh... Like my little talisman that I wear, my little elephant talisman. Mm-hmm. If it saw like a curse or if it felt a curse around me, it would be working against it, like trying to protect me. Yeah, yeah. But if it just couldn't, if it just overwhelmed it, it could, you know, break or mm. go missing or just sometimes you can hold them. And what was happening to me, this actually happened to me, is you can, they just feel dead. Yeah. There's no, they don't have that life energy that they had. And, you and I have talked about, we're both pretty bad about looking at inanimate objects and giving them characters life. Oh, and absolutely. life. Absolutely. And I just wasn't feeling it anymore. Mm. And then the last one is if you just plain feel it. That's a big one. Our intuition is so important and it's so in tune with things. And if you just feel like, man, I think I something's going on with yeah. me, then that's your number one sign. Let's talk about breaking the curse. And I'm not talking about returning to Cinder because there's a lot there too. Like there's a lot of rituals and there's a lot of just feelings I have on that. Um, I do feel like if somebody were to send me something intentionally, I don't think I feel bad about just saying, hey, look, I'm not trying to harm you, but I'm a mirror. You can have this back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, somebody tried to give you something that you don't want and you go back to that person. It's like the mirror shield in Ocarina of Time. Yes, yes. Literally, I have read about like when you're trying to psychically protect, you use visualization to think about whatever makes you feel protected and safe. Like some people, it's a fire dome around them. Other people, it's mirrors. And I have actually like thought of like mirror shields. I didn't put it together with Zelda before. I don't know why I didn't, but (laughs) now I will. Um, okay, so there are many, 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 many ways to break curses. Some are so interesting, like um, eggs, like the use of eggs. Oh, I would love to talk to somebody with more experience in this because it's so cool. And then you can break it open and you can read the egg. Oh, neat. Um, kind of like a, almost like a divination Yeah, like reading thing. leaves. Exactly. Yeah, Except it will yolk. tell you um, if you were cursed, uh, if there, if it was done by somebody who was high level or if it was an accident interesting um, I all like that. all of these things it, it's so telling um so if you're out there and you have experience with this please let me know because i would love to do an episode and pick your brain about it that um, would be very cool it's so there's so much to it i was gonna talk about it this episode but the more i got into it the more there was and i was yeah. like i was like, like i need help I, I i i gotta dedicate a whole like 30 minutes to this that's cool um a lot of uh, lemon. There's a lot of spells with lemon, and I kind of think anything citrusy, yeah, is kind of busting up this those uplifting. Yes, yeah. Um, the same way, like when we clean our floors or in our homes, everything's yeah. lemon scented for some reason. It's just it's so uplifting and naturally disinfectant, and all the all of these good things. Uh, the power of salt is huge. Suggest taking a salt bath. I take one about once a week at least. Yes, yeah. and you're just supposed to submerge yourself and you let that purification of the salt taking away as with everything intent is everything here you can't just un you know you just walk out on a windy day claim me and then you're like you know oh my curse must be gone because it was real windy this morning no if you want to do wind cleansing which is a great way to break break a curse you have to walk out and you know use that visualization and you can even chant like a mantra and be like 
whatever was sent to me, you know, return it to the sender times three uh, mm-hmm. was one that I saw, which I know I said I wasn't going to talk about that, but it's it's what I saw. Um, natural water sources are great for cleansing because mm-hmm. water is so tied yeah. to cleansing. Uh, if you're lucky enough to be a, around a natural water source, um, it's said to go out, submerge yourself, oh. and just think of it carrying it away. Um, I'm of the belief that most of the times we are crisp ourselves. You yeah, know? I could see that easily. A, a big a big thing to change is the way we talk about ourselves. Yeah. And the way we view things. And if um, with me, with what I went through, it started to seem like Every little thing was going wrong. If anyone's seen that movie Office Space, in the very beginning, he's the guy in it. He's driving to work and he's in his little lane and it's a dead standstill. Mm. And the lane next to him is just breezing along. So he switches over into that lane and then it stops. Mm -hmm. And the lane he was in starts flowing along. And this happens like a couple of times he switches. And every time he switches over, it just stops. And little things like that. It was like Murphy's Law for me for yeah, a little bit. It yeah. was like, and I got to where when a little thing would happen, I'd open, I opened the fridge the other day and like all my Coke Zeros that I had in the fridge, like <laughs> spilled out. Just out and exploded. And, and, and I got to where I was just kind of like looking. It's like, I am making this happen. I was looking out into the ether and I was going, yep, that makes sense. You know, and I was being real shitty about it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I fucking deserve that. Sure. And the thing is, the more I acted that way... It's going to get worse. The more the shit started happening. Uh, what I'm saying is it's just important to recognize. And it can be hard to recognize when you're in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but once you recognize, you can take the steps that you need to take to to break it. Uh, and changing that self-talk, changing the way you react to things, that's a, that's a big part. Especially if you are in the middle of it. I, it's like you almost don't want to. Like you want to be pissed off. It, it is. It's, um, it's very easy to get in the slump, you know, towards, yeah, it's, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I've kind of felt that way lately, you know, and it's just like, oh, well, I guess, you know. I don't deserve to be feeling all of these things. I haven't been doing something right or I've been disrespectful mm-hmm. or, you know, I've, I've earned this somehow. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly, that's so crazy you say that. That's exactly the thought I was having yeah. was, uh, I, I deserve this. Yeah. Um, so you got to change it. You got to change the, the way you think. Um, it's, if you want to do a ritual, you can meditate with some selenite. Okay. Uh, my husband bought me this beautiful, like, it selenite is huge. wand. I love it. Um, and I've been using it to kind of almost, like, scan mm. over myself, you know, and just kind of be like, suck out all this bad shit. <laughs> um, but it's said to take it out. And selenite is so cool. It, like, never needs charging. It never needs, it just reprograms automatically. Cool. So you can just hold it and just trust that it's doing what it needs to do uh the new moon is a great time to go out and do these things if you are going to do cleansing that requires like standing in the rain and letting it wash over you or letting the wind blow through or whatever you're doing try to if you can do it on a new moon it just amps up that power of breaking it uh and then my favorite is hex breaking herbs i'm so into potions and herbs right now yeah and i try I to am pick, too I, i'm feeling oh, it man Oh man, I'm I gotta get some jars. I do too. <laughs> I know. I want to have a whole like shelf of all of them, so I can just do spells and burn shit. Jesus, and make I teas. Wait. That's what I'm looking for. I want to make my own fucking tea. Yeah. Oh boy. Like each cup has so much intention mm-hmm. in it. Oh man, that's man. I'm so inspired. Um, and that's what's great about this is I'm inspired again for the yeah. first time. Yeah. Anyway, I tried to pick really common herbs that most people would have easy access to or might already have in your kitchen. Uh, But here's a short list of some hex-breaking herbs. Uh, You can make a bath out of these and soak in the bath. Or you can even make, uh, Mason and I were talking about, we can't wait to do this, make some mop water out of it. Yes, I'm so ready to do a floor wash. And just wash your floors, wash your doorways. I still don't know how. It just, uh, well, we'll look it up. But I gotta we look do it an up. episode on it. I want to do that once. Like, I think I told you on the first fall cool day to where it's cool enough to open Throw up them all of my open. windows open. I want to clean mm. my house really good and then just floor to ceiling yes. and wash it. Give it a wash. And which stuff, like which intent is so directly tied to uh, mundane cleaning? Mm. Witch's home was always pretty fucking clean. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here we go. Basil. Black pepper, rosemary, sage, 
Oh. Dragon's blood. There you go. Fennel and chamomile. I love fennel. Mm. I love licorice. I hate fennel. <laughs> it's like licorice. But I hate licorice. So. Yeah, like I burn star anise mm-hmm. all the time. I have two bags Can of it. Can you burn? I didn't know that that was an option. I burn it. Yeah. Um, How's it smell? It smells like woody licorice. Mm, nice. I love it. I really do. And um, it's, it's a luck thing. Yeah. It's really good for luck. I could eat eight million bags mm. of Black licorice. See, I can't eat Italian sausage. Because oh, it's my favorite. I don't. That's, it's just, it's the fennel seed in it. I love it. I don't like it. I, Italian sausage is one of my favorite things because of that. Blech. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> Once again, we disagree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. I also like the idea that black pepper, because I put black pepper on everything. I do too. I do too. I yeah. love black pepper. And that's probably out of this whole list. That's the one to me that feels the most like it would storm in there and be like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like black pepper feels like it would really be like a little soldier. That's what that's what it feels like. It feels like a little soldier that goes in and it would just do this. I don't know why. It's a personification <laughs> thing. We both do. But I, I love it. Um, so some black pepper is very important to me in a lot of ways. It's also good for protection. So... You know, whatever. You can kind of make your own little ritual out of all those things. If you're looking for an actual ritual ritual, I have one for you here that I'm going to end my segment with. Um, This is for if you have tried everything else. You've tried visualization. You've tried uh, burning your, your dragon's blood. You've washed your house down with some chamomile tea. You know, whatever. Mm. And you're still feeling it. Like it's still there. You might need something a little bit more powerful. So this is coming to you from Avery over at thetravelingwitch.com. I love her article. She makes some really good, really thought out stuff. Um, So she says, if the curse won't be reflected and it's resisting simpler methods, uh, it's time to just break it with a little bit of force. And I like how she says just break it Mm -hmm. because uh, we're literally breaking a curse here. All right. So you will need some air drying clay, which you can get from like a craft store. Or you might have it hanging around. Mm. Who knows? Water charged with the sun's energy. Okay. Okay. You'll need a slip of paper and a pen. Red ink is preferable. You'll need a bay leaf, a black candle, fire safe container. (laughs) Don't play with fire. You'll need a tool for writing in the clay. So anything like like a toothpick would work. Uh, And a hammer. You can probably see where we're going with this. Um, So this spell must be performed at night. It will be most effective if performed during the new or the waning moon. Cleanse yourself and your workspace thoroughly and anoint yourself with the solar water. Light the candle. Write down on your slip of paper all the effects that you have had since this curse Uh, or all the effects that the curse has like bestowed upon you be thorough and specific when you've written everything down fold the bay leaf into the paper and set it on fire allow it to burn completely to ashes inside of the uh, fire safe container when the ashes are finished smoldering set them aside take a small portion of the clay enough to create a talisman that will be easy to carry but not so small that you can't like write on it mm-hmm. anoint it with some of the solar water this is so ritualistic it really is and i'm i'm, I'm like very entranced yeah, in what I'm you're saying so excited like even though i feel like i did kind of purge my curse that was on me this is nice to have in the back pocket so yes 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 take a small portion of the clay Uh, and anoint it with a drop of the solar water. Mix the ashes into the clay, the ashes from your burnt paper and your bay leaf. Roll the clay into a ball and flatten into a disc. Don't make it too thin. On one side, inscribe the words, no more befouled, again unbound, again unbidden. Oh, (laughs) I love it. So good. And then on the other side, inscribe a symbol of your choosing to represent the curse. This can be a sigil. It could also just, she says it can be a simple doodle, Mm. uh, which I like, you know, it could just be like an angry face. Like I don't feel good lately. Mm. Um, Whatever is representative to you. Close your ritual space, blow out the candle, let the talisman dry. uh, And when it's completely dry, take it outside early one morning allow it to sit in the sun until noon the talisman is now finished carry it with you everywhere you go and it will absorb the energy from the curse preventing it from affecting you 
On the next new moon, take the talisman and smash it, rendering the curse that it has absorbed useless and broken. Dispose of the shards outside of your home. Uh, And then that's the ritual. Wow. Yes. I love it. It's good, right? Very cool. Um, She says afterwards, you need to, it's kind of like an aftercare step. Um, Just make sure to take care of your magical housekeeping. Uh, You know, thoroughly cleanse yourself, your home, or anybody else who's been affected by the curse. You know, if you ward, if you practice with like protective sigils or anointing your doorways, handles, that kind of stuff, anything you do protective, refresh it a little bit. Uh, in my house, if you go and touch like above doorways, like where the the trim of the doorways, there's usually always salt and cinnamon mixed, mm-hmm. like put up there. So if you do stuff like that, go and refresh it. And and these things should kind of be updated regularly to keep, you know, prevent anything from trying to seep back in. Mm-hmm. But that's general aftercare. Um, the, the main thing there was the ritual. And uh, I don't want to say that I can't wait to use it because that would imply that some bad shit was happening again. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, it's really nice to have that. And I like anything where you can physically do something. Yeah, I, I like um I like anointing. Mm. Anointing's Yes. Anointing's fun. Anointing is my dram. That's all I got for you. And hopefully you aren't cursed out there, but it's always good to be prepared. Uh yeah. Yeah. I like that ritual mm-hmm. a lot. And you know what? Even if you are feeling a little down. Yeah, I just want to do it next new moon yeah. just because it'll help, I feel like, take negativity away. Right, yeah. It doesn't, I guess, you know, you can adapt this to your own purpose. You don't have to necessarily be like, I think there's a curse at play. Because to me, if you did it to yourself, that's still what it is. Like, you still cursed mm-hmm. yourself, right? Um, but even if you just want to view it as like this little talisman dude is going to soak up all your, your negative shit. And then mm-hmm. break it, bust it, get it out the house. And, or if you want to walk out on the next windy day, I love going out in the wind and just like mm-hmm. opening my like arms up. And I just vision like the black smoke just like getting pulled out mm-hmm. and it just dissipates, you know. My tree eats it mm-hmm. for nutrition. <laughs> Macy! Yes? I don't know who you're talking about. No, you don't. When we do these types of episodes, we like to keep it a bit of a secret. Yeah, it just adds a, a fun, like, story time element to it. Plus, I can sit here in the background and go, what? <laughs> oh, my God. So interesting. Have reactions, and they're genuine. All right, so here we go. Um, I'm going to be talking, I'm very excited about this. She's very interesting. Uh, most people, because of... Uh, American Horror Story knows who she is, but I'm going to be talking about uh, Marie Level. Oh my god, we're doing it! Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, the voodoo shit. queen of New Orleans. You didn't tell me we were talking about a queen. Yeah, so, uh, and just, I, I'm, the rest of this going to be calling her Marie Laveau because it takes too much effort to call her Marie Level. And I can't do that that so many French. times. So, Marie Laveau. Uh, Marie Laveau. Marie Laveau. Uh, really fascinating woman. Mm. And this is another one to where she lived a long life. I have a few different perspectives in here about, mm. you know, the kind of person that she was. Mm-hmm. Not Madame LaLaurie, okay? <laughs> Not Kathy Bates and Kevin. We're talking about Angela Bassett. She, I'm so starstruck. She's, she's eternal and she's classy and she's so... She always is this poised, mm. strong character. And she has the facial expressions of, like, just bad bitch she all does. the time. Just, just Ooh, like... And I think she was a great choice for Marie Laveau, because mm. Marie Laveau was also said to have just been strikingly beautiful. Mm. So I think she was perfect for that. Mm. So I, um, I was researching this, and I was just like, golly, they could not have done a better job. She was born on uh, September 10th, 1794. Um, she was an illegitimate child. Her, her mother was a, a mistress... Uh, she was a free, her mother was a freed slave. Mm. Um, her name was Marguerite or like Marguerite. Mm. I don't know uh, how to say French things. Um, Marguerite. I think so. <laughs> so she was uh, the first generation in her family to be born free. Oh, wow. Uh, well, because her, her great grandmother was taken from West Africa mm. to New Orleans, was sold mm-hmm. yeah, as a slave. And, of course, so was her grandmother and her mother. She was, uh, interestingly enough, she was a devout 
Catholic. Hmm. Uh, she was also very educated, but she also was a little bit interested in her mother's West African religions and things like that, uh, which got more and more intense as she got older. And she also studied to be a hairdresser. Hmm. And a hairdresser at this time was a pretty good gig because it yeah. wasn't like a hairdresser today. You were a hairdresser. You made art pieces. Yeah. You know, like this was almost early, like 1800s era in, you know, you sculpted hair. Yes, yeah. And uh, if you were good, you did it to the high class of the high class, which mm. she did. Oh, my. Um, yeah, she was Some of those very, big, like, bouffant hairdos. Yeah, she was good. Um, she was a hairdresser to the wealthy white and Creole women of New mm. Orleans. Mm. And uh, she became a, a bit of a confidant. You know how it is even today. People tell their hairdressers everything. Yeah. Something about it. It's like almost a therapy session. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this, all of the aristocracy of New Orleans. So she knew some, some dirt. She had a network. Oh boy. And uh, that leads into some theories about her, mm-hmm. uh, a more skeptical opinion of her. Um, but anyway, uh, soon she, she kind of entered in this, what would be a 30 year relationship with uh, his name was Christophe Glapion. She had 15 children in rapid, the article said rapid succession. Oh, God. Uh, which, <laughs> like one after the other. Yes, which God like ended damn. her hairdressing career. Oh, um, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, God, one kid will do that. But yeah, like, like 15. And this is what kind of made her a, a step a, a step aside, like apart from the rest. Mm. So she was a devoted Catholic. And, uh, you know, she would encourage people to go to Mass, and she really cared about it. But when she was getting older, she started getting more interested in the the West African roots, Mm. uh, you know, that she had. Right. She would kind of incorporate these Catholic beliefs to kind of soothe the public eye of what voodoo was. Right. You know, because people were practicing it pretty commonly, but in the mainstream opinion, it was kind of scary. You know, it was Mm. like an evil, dark thing. But she kind of, and she had, you know, these wealthy backgrounds. She was, you know, from a prominent family. like, And she started kind of mixing in some Catholic traditions into voodoo practices. Mm. And kind of made this uh, mind-easing cocktail of the two things, which was very commercially successful for Right, yeah. Um, So she's smart. Very, very smart. Very good business savvy that she had. Um because at the time it was it had had a it had a rep and it wasn't good and at times it had actually been legally banned. Really? Uh, you couldn't practice it. Wow, crazy. So, but she would incorporate things like incense, uh, saint statues, mm-hmm. like I you know idols, things yes. like that. Um, uh, holy water and prayer, uh, and it would help. You know, it really did help voodoo become more accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, to the public, it wasn't so scary and it had some familiarity to mm-hmm. it. You know. Um, which that makes anybody feel better. You know, it's like yeah. going to a party when you know at least a couple people you yeah. know are going to be there. You're like, all right, I can handle I can, this. I can go in there. Um, by 1830, she was a classified like voodoo queen, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like a voodoo priestess. People knew of her and uh, very quickly became the queen, the queen bee, if you will. She wasn't a queen. She was the queen. Yeah. And not only that, but she was kind of the face in New Orleans for voodoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would organize uh, a lot of the public rituals, things like that. Um, events held in Congo Square, which I thought this was interesting. At the time, it was a, roca- uh, a location, like a an area where it was legal for the races to mix and hmm. mingle. And um, so, and people would, of all walks, of all types, colors would come to that's that so area. weird that there's like a designated Isn't square it so stupid stupid it's just absurd God. It, i can't when i think about it i'm just like what <laughs> the fuck because what's so crazy it wasn't even that long ago yeah yeah that's the thing when you said it was like uh um, well, this 17 still, yeah and something. it's like oh wow but it's like this shit was still going on in the fucking 50s yeah you know like it's just it's crazy well, i mean that's me. almost what 200 years ago? That's not... Yeah, 18... Uh, yeah, this was 1830. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's just bananas. So, her she, her practice was was making money. Mm. You know, it was it was lucrative. Uh, she did all kinds of things. She sold amulets, um, magical powders, mm. told fortunes, uh, granted desires, gave love advice, 
performed exorcisms. Oh, shit. Um, healed the sick and removed or instilled some revenge curses or hexes. Bitch. Um, See, sometimes that's just part of it. And, like, and, and she was visited by all walks. She was visited by the white aristocracy. Mm. She was visited by the poorest of the poor. Mm-hmm. Like, really, everybody went to her. She had this high reputation and also a little bit of fear. Yeah. I mean, she had this position of power and she yeah. really cultivated this image. Yeah. I, I think she was a brilliant Again, businesswoman. Again, a smart businesswoman. Really. And it was rumored, you know, whispered that bad things would happen to people who offended her. Well, or people who stood in her way. They might. Um, yeah. And, um, and she, you know, people would come to her. She had this cottage and it was on St. Anne Street mm-hmm. in like the quarter. And that's where she lived. Is like, it still there? I uh, don't know. I don't think so because uh, mainly the only thing that people, and I'll get to it later, is uh, her grave. Okay, it's a very active yeah. visit, but people, I couldn't find anything about the house. Mm. Um, she was deeply charitable. Uh, very, very much so. She was actively always working and volunteering with the sick, with the poor, wow. prisons, things like that. Wow. Spent a lot of time. She was devoted to this. and, and uh, a lot of, I guess at the core, she's still like a, like a Catholic. Yeah, yeah. well, and just... Um, the Catholic and that, those elements both, and she really took it seriously. Um, to some. Mm. Some think that. Some don't. Oh, no. Yeah. We've got some controversy here? Yeah. Um, so, and really, to some, she actually was regarded as a living saint, and there is um, a, a, a decent-sized movement still today to get her canonized. Really? Yeah, to wow. have her be a saint because yeah. of the work that she did. Um, but there's a bit more of a skeptical element here, mm-hmm. um, you know, because people who believe that she did have these healing abilities, was magical, did make these things happen, was kind of a faith healer in some ways almost, and did these saintly things. They're like, mm, no, <laughs> uh, she was a cutthroat businesswoman because there's the rumor that she used uh, the secrets told to her by these wealthy clients, mm. by, you know, these... These women. Okay, I And see. Uh, those secrets gave her the tools she needed to build an empire. She knew so much. Mm. And she had, you know, she could kind of, uh, she was. She was highly intelligent. And she understood how people worked. Yeah. You know, she kind of could puppet master people mm. and understood what she needed to do to get on top. And uh, she was uh, she was very good at gaining inside information and uh, she used that in these uh, divinations with people because if they asked a question, she damn well knew the answer yeah. to it. You know, and especially this rich circle. Uh, and she would allegedly instill fear in the slaves or the servants to be like get information. And she would either do mm. it by scaring them or do it by healing them, and then they owed her. Really? Yeah, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Um. Yeah, and so the servants and slaves would then give her intel on what they saw and what they heard. Wow. Um, as she she grew, she uh, the theory she used this network of informants to overthrow other voodoo queens and just take out all of her competition. And uh, I love the idea of that. yeah, and like establish her empire and uh, her blend of Roman Catholicism and voodoo really helped with that, almost yeah. like a commercialization. That theory sounds like the Angela Bassett character because yeah. she was a bad yeah. bitch. She like, had a either way. You look at it. She had a brand. Yeah. And, and she, she was went sticking for it. to it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I, I was reading this and I was like, she was a marketing genius. Yeah. That's what she was. I love it. Um, however, many believe that she was a voodoo priestess, mm-hmm. you know, a voodoo queen. And she did have these abilities and she did have this connection and did these things, these amazing things. And um, she lived her life for charity to help the sick and the hungry and the unfortunate. So, so I mean, there is that. So even if you do want to think that maybe she I think it's a mix of both. I was going to say, I think it's a healthy mix of both. Uh, yeah. She probably honestly had a love for what she did, and mm-hmm. she probably genuinely loved the people and the aspects of it. And I'm going to guess she had a natural, just like, a, I'm going to guess she had a, a knack for it. Yeah. And was good at it. But I 
also don't believe for a second that she didn't use some of the advantages she had yeah. to get on top and to maybe uh, grow her brand just as a business would. I, that's, I think so. I think it's a mix of both. I think it's just a very practical think, story of just a woman trying to make it. Trying to make it. I think she's neither saintly nor, you know, completely a fraud. I think yeah. she's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. She's a person. She's a person. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thunk... Uh, she retired publicly in 1875, but she didn't fully retire. Mm. She stayed busy in her little cottage, uh, doing readings at home. Uh, she would visit prisons, things like that. She stayed active and she, she did this, this charitable stuff uh, until the day she died. Wow. Uh, she died very peacefully in her sleep on June 15th, 1881 at 86 years old. Shit. Yeah. For that time? For that time period. Ooh. She almost made it to 1900. Like she, I mean, she, wow. Um, her grave is widely popular for visitors and it attracts more people. This was interesting than Elvis's grave. Really? Yeah. I was like, how do you track that huh. information? I'm like, how do you know that? Um, <laughs> it's a clicker. Yeah. People. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, as I said earlier, there is a, a, a decent sized movement, you know, particularly in New Orleans to get her canonized right. uh, as a saint. That's cool. Um, people bring gifts to her grave and ask for favors and, and, and things like that. She's like, even in death, I can't get yeah, rid of these. People just wanting to take from me. <laughs> you don't want to give anything, but yeah, people will leave trinkets and things uh. like that. And uh, time to time, some people have said that she's appeared hmm. uh, in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And she's in like that, you know, there's, New Orleans is famous for the big sand, like cemeteries yeah. with the raised vertical crypts yeah. and things like that. And that's where she Cement is. Cement mausoleum. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so that's where she is. So uh, she can be visited there today. Uh, but I, I just loved reading about her. I was just like, this is just very fascinating. That is so cool. I never knew much beyond the um, the lore that surrounds her. Yeah, and that's and I, a lot of the articles that I found were like, honestly, it's hard to separate the myth from the fact. from the person because she yeah. did in the public eye, you know, become such a fantastic character. Mm-hmm. You know that. It really, it's hard to tell, you know, in, in the recordings that there are. It's like, how much of this is, you know, just the public's imagination yeah. going wild and how much of this actually happened? But I mean, what a way to be remembered. You know, yeah. I mean, when you can't separate yourself from yeah. your legend. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Man. Yeah. And I know it's probably touristy as shit, but I would love to go yeah. visit. Oh, yeah. No, it's, I, I, I want to go to New Orleans and just go kind of run around a bit. Um, I, I shouldn't, and it's dark and gross, but I do want to go to the Madame Lallerie house. Right. Yeah. Uh, just because. I, I want to just because of the, just a witness, like, the shit. Yeah, horrible. That happened. I feel like, though, I'm going to take some of the energy with me. Is the you problem. very much probably will, I, as, I think, as an empath. Yeah, I think I'm going to go up in that attic and just almost feel sick. But... In a way, I think it's good for us to... Oh, yeah. We need to understand what happened. It's good for us to go things like that. And yes, it's dark. And yes, it's a horrific... Yeah. Not only time in history, but just the things that happened. But it's good to... You know, if... What is it? Those who don't know about the past are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I I think it it does get that way. It's just... um, We can't become desensitized to things that happened mm, not that long ago. Yeah. And and that's the thing. We we try to put so much time between these horrible things that happened and now we're so much more evolved. And it's like, it was not not long ago. It was not that long ago. I mean, our grandparents... Yeah. Absolutely. Grandpa, Papa, right up the hill. So, you know, he remembers not, you know, having the separate water fountains. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that seems to me like such a long time ago. It wasn't. Um, But it's not. And it's just important to realize that, like, when people say the 1800s, that was a stone's throw away. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I want to go. That's a big reason why. And uh, I really want to do a... Ghost walk. Can I please? I was just about to say. I want to do one so bad. I want to do a ghost walk so bad. I can't stand it. I've done one before. I've never. Yeah, yeah I did one in Granbury, Texas. Yeah. Which Granbury? That's actually. I was looking into that one. Mom yeah. and Lyra and me went, and we stayed in this creepy. That it's one of the most haunted towns in Texas. It's right up there with Jefferson, Texas. Which mm. Jefferson is a place, man. Uh, one of the strongest feelings, presences I've ever felt was in the Jefferson, Jefferson. Hotel. 
And the Jefferson Hotel is haunted as shit. Can we please make a list of Texas hotels and go do spooky sods in them? Yeah. We okay. need to. Take the... Because... We're going to record so many voices. Ah! 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 I don't like it. No. Listen to me. Listen to me tell you this. The first time I'm editing and I hear a little... I my heart would leap out of my chest. And I'm gonna me. shit a chicken. Oh what's gonna my happen. god! Yeah, but we should do that. But I can't wait for it. Yeah, the Stonely Hotel Stonely. in Dallas. Stay there over Christmas once with mom and dad. I remember this. <laughs> yeah, took some fucking pictures. We there. took pictures, and there's a couple pictures that are a little bit mm-hmm. yeah, a little questionable. And I don't buy into orbs. I really. I don't. think a lot of them are dust. I think it's shit does, like and I know that, yeah. people have their arguments for and against orbs. I don't. To me, if there's reasonable doubt. Then it's doesn't then it's doubt, um, but we took some pictures that there's some shit in. I'm not mad at it. All right, guys. So you got you some history. Yeah, you got you some practical curse removing magic. Good strong feminine character yeah. too. I'm a, I'm a fan of it mm. because Mace, you know what time it is. It's a- the Patreon shout out. This episode of the WBAH podcast is brought to you in part by Jenna Fox. Jenna Fox, thank you. Jenna Fox. Jenna Fox. Jenna Fox is from over at uh, Leo Rising Tarot. Thank you very, very much. Uh, You keep us going. Keep us going. You give us life. Giving us life. (laughs) And if you, like Jenna, would like to support the podcast financially... No press. No press. You can reach us over at patreon.com slash WBAH podcast. If you want to get in touch with us on Instagram, we're at which bitch amateur hour. Twitter, Macy. Bitch hour. That's the favorite. Facebook at which amateur hour. And if you want to send us them spooky stories, this is your next to last chance to send us those spooky stories. Send it, hit us, hit us, slap us with them. <laughs> what? This sounds like a Rick and Morty commercial. Slap us with them. <laughs> at wbahpodcast at gmail.com. Uh. And we have, if you have sent us a story, uh, we probably have not read it just for the fact that we want to. We're trying to. to keep them organic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have a new five out of five rating. Yeah! So it's uh, the review was titled Super Newbie. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, can relate. Yes. And uh, it was by E. e- okay, I'm going to sound like <laughs> an old woman. It was by Evol, like E V O L underscore Y underscore V. Nice. Evol V. Evol EV. Evol EV. Is that like the Pokemon? Like Evolve EV. EV was always. EV and Growlithe were my favorite. Yes. Um. Anyway, they said, being at work all day, I don't have much time to read. I've been hooked on audiobooks, and I was curious about podcasts. And I found you. I'm so thankful. I've been listening all day. You ladies are amazing. She put a little candle emoji at the end of it. Oh, thank like you. Yeah, so thank you so much, Eva Olivi. Eva Olivi. All right. So all you dope cats out there. All you people out there in City Hall. Y'all fucking it up! Okay. Um, <laughs> you guys, join us next time for another episode of WBAH Podcast. WBAH. It's the Witch Bitch! I saw your throat vibrate on that one, and it was surreal. It was my hairband yell. <laughs> Amateur. Ow. Toilets? Why? (laughs) That was a toilet!